Get ready, we're turning it up. Get ready, get ready, we're turning it up. What's going on, my champs? How we doing after week two? I hope y'all had a bit, little bit better of a week than I did. But, you know, we bounced back. Persevere. Yes, sir. Welcome into another episode of the Pigskin Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. We are your hosts, Justin and Derek. You can find us both on Twitter at pigskin underscore jgonzo and pigskin underscore drock. Derek, how we doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic, man. I had a great day. Good day at work. Just overall, man, it's been a great day. It's been a great day. I feel I got a lot of sleep last night. I went to bed at like 11 o'clock, which is unheard of, especially with the amount of uh, work we've been doing on this podcast. Uh, Yeah, 11 o'clock on a Tuesday night is like (laughs) just weird. But I woke up refreshed and energized, and I felt good, man. I feel good tonight, so... Let's talk some football, man. I'm Heck ready. yeah, man. I'm ready for it. You want to get into these news and notes? Yeah, damn right. Let's do it, man. Hey, what happened? All right. First thing we talk about, Big Ben. Set to play through his pec injury. The dude is falling apart, man. Yes. Absolutely falling apart. Yeah, I don't know how I feel have. about this. I don't know, man. This uh, coming back for one more year, I think he should have kind of rode off in the sunset on that bench that he sat on at the end of last season. Uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know how excited I am. I mean, what do, what do you have? Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, backing him up. I mean, I think I would be okay with Haskins. But, but well, Haskins has been a healthy scratch the past two weeks. They're saving him. And, uh, They're saving him. I don't know, man. It's... It's kind of weird. Um, this kind of doesn't make me excited for the options for Pittsburgh this week. I mean, they are playing Cincinnati, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know, man. It looks like this defense might be the one to kind of get him through if he does play this game because that offense hasn't looked good at all the past two weeks. No, that offensive line is is just as bad as we remember from last year. So, yep. We'll see. Adjust your expectations if they continue to play, if they continue to be plagued by injury, and if they continue to be subpar. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Jacoby Brissett set to start against the Raiders. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa is officially ruled out with fractured ribs. I am avoiding all Dolphins. Yes, absolutely. Every single, every one of them. Jacoby Brissett came in last week and looked absolutely terrible. Now, that I, don't, I don't hold. That performance against him too much. I still think he's an an okay backup, but like no, if they couldn't get anything you, going, that's what I'm saying. They could not move the ball. The man has played in the NFL long enough to be able to at least move the ball. I mean, I think they score this week. Ooh, three points. What's better than last week? <laughs> like no, man. Like yeah, the Raiders actually been looking really good lately. Uh, been able to. Mm-hmm. You know, it, last week was was kind of a shock. That was kind of the test for me was the fact that they were able to beat Pittsburgh that way. Um, so, I mean, the Raiders look good. 
they they look like they're a real deal this year, but I mean, let's see. We we've seen this story before too, man. They they went out and beat Kansas City last year, and then they kind of fumbled apart a little bit. So I I just do not like any receiving options or any any part of the Miami Dolphins with Jacoby Brissett in, and that offensive line is just looks terrible, man. That yeah, that's I've another got, uh, offensive line that looks rough. I've got Jalen Waddle. I'm probably going to be sitting on the bench this week, which yeah. kind of sucks because I also have Deontay Johnson on the same team, and I don't know if I could play either one of them. So yeah. it's going to be tough. It's a two flex league, so I mean, I'm already putting. I feel like I'm going to put Rondell Moore in one of those spots, but that's a good ceiling play. I've got uh, a decision to make. Yes, in my second flex spot. <laughs> yes, so you we'll, do. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure that out. All right, Antonio Brown sent to the COVID nineteen the COVID reserve list. He actually tested positive for COVID. He has to get two negative tests 24 hours apart in order to play on Sunday. I highly doubt that that happens. Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty I mean, tested, late into this week. Yeah, he tested you know? positive. So, I mean, you got to think that he's probably not going to play. Probably yeah. not. I mean, the Bucks did say that they are 100% vaccinated across the board. Coaches, players, mm-hmm. you know, team personnel, all that stuff. So... They have different guidelines, different protocols for completely vaccinated players. So we'll see if he can get there, but I'm not really expecting Antonio Brown to play this week. Yeah, um, just uh, yeah. kind of keep that into the back of your minds because if Antonio Brown goes down, um, there might be a sneaky play because they do play the Rams this week. So, you know, there might be maybe in deeper leagues, you know, a Tyler Johnson that can can make some type of noise in a deeper league. But Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, I think they're going to be a really good play, especially Chris Godwin this week, especially if there's a, you know, vacated targets not going to be there for Antonio Brown. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really know if I agree with that just because he didn't really – he had one catch last week and no other option was usable besides Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Yeah, and but Ronkowski, look what happened so. week one. What he, happened week one? I mean, they, Tyler Johnson wasn't involved. I'm not was, saying Tyler Johnson. I'm saying Mike Evans, could, Chris Godwin. I know I said Tyler Johnson, but in a deeper league, there. I mean, there's got to be who's the next man up. They don't. But they, they don't have a next man up. But they're not gonna. They're gonna put two tight ends on the field. They're not. Okay. They're not using those receivers unless somebody's legitimately injured and like missing a lot of time. Like, yeah, and talking about AB might miss a game. That means that they'll be on the field, but they're not gonna be meaningful reps they're not gonna be meaningful targets like they may catch a, a pass here or there like the guy that i think would be there is scotty miller would be would play over uh, russell gage is week to week with an ankle issue uh the team did work out john brown but there that was on tuesday there has been no official signing yet so i i, I don't know he he probably they're probably not going to sign him now because if you come into the building and work out and they don't sign you immediately if they need a player Chances are they're probably not going to go ahead and sign him. So, uh, but Russell Gage, week to week ankle issue. You weren't starting him anyway. He was a guy I talked about earlier this week about dropping. So, yeah, I can just kind of move on. That offense he was is very rough. promising yeah. at the beginning of the season because of the whole Julio Jones trade. But yeah, but the number two he, target in that offense is Kyle Pitts, and oh, it's not for even sure. close. Oh, for sure. Close. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of yeah. disappointing because he's definitely a draw. He shouldn't even be rostered. Speaking of disappointing fantasy options, Tyrod Taylor and Nico Collins both placed on IR from the Houston Texans. Tyrod Taylor most likely going to miss 
a considerable amount of time with a hamstring injury. Nico Collins, I'm not 100% sure what the injury was. I believe it was a shoulder, but I mean, he wasn't a player you were looking at anyway. In redraft leagues, maybe in dynasty, you're kind of hoping that he can turn into something, but not probably not this year in fantasy in uh, redraft. So, all right, Deontay Johnson, his knee is quote looking better. Mike Tomlin, the uh, the wordsmith, <laughs> his knee's looking better. I did see another quote from Mike Tomlin before I got uh, before we came on the show tonight. He said, "His knee is good, but don't confuse it as great." Or something along that line. Yeah, right? it's a lot of... Uh, not a lot of optimism from the no, head coach. No, it's not. So, yeah, I definitely have a decision to make in my fantasy league this yeah, week. Yeah, dude. Uh, Deontay Johnson, that's a little bit of a tough one. Yeah. I mean, that one just kind of... Just kind of keep an eye out, man. And and if you if he's out there, you know, you're going to want to play him. But if you got another option, a healthier option, I would maybe look to another another option if you can because it's it's not looking good for this week you know even if he's a even if he plays he might be limited so probably don't want that for fantasy yeah. and i know they're playing a divisional opponent and all that stuff but man i i don't know i i would i think what this does if he doesn't play and or is limited is help juju out quite a bit yeah, this I'm week still not playing juju i'm not on it all right, uh, Jarvis Landry uh, headed to the IR. OBJ was a full go at practice today. So fire up OBJ, man. It looks like they're tagging each other on the way out. They're switching. It's like a tag team match. Yeah, I'm going to – I think that running game is going to oh, be don't, heavily, let's not get it twisted. I mean, heavily but, used. <laughs> let's not get it twisted. It's going to be all running backs yeah. in this one. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked okay. I saw some practice footage today of him. His shoulder looked okay. He looked like he didn't, wasn't in pain or anything like that. So, and they're not doing injections for practice. So he looked okay today, and uh, I expect him to play well. But they were just targeting tight ends left, right, and center. Man, they're actually number one team in the NFL in, in targets to the tight end position. Yeah. So I don't expect OBJ to come in and command some huge workload. So yeah. All right, uh, Justin Fields set to start Week Three at Cleveland. Uh, Andy Dalton week to week with a knee injury. Matt Nagy still is holding on to Andy Dalton being the starting quarterback when he's healthy, but I highly doubt you're going to see Justin Fields behind Andy Dalton if Fields is healthy from this point on. I don't think they go back. I think what this does is this leaves the door open for Nagy to go back to Andy Dalton if Fields falls on his face. Yeah, and I mean, this is going to be a, a pretty good test, man. They got Cleveland this week. So I'm interested to see how he plays. Uh, by no means am I going to suggest somebody start him. No, this no, week. No, no. This is going to be a. This is going to be a. Uh, let's see how Fields does because he could easily go out there and have a Wilson esque type performance from last week. I don't think he's going to. But I mean, he could that that is in the realm of possibility, and I I like Fields as a prospect. I think he's a very good quarterback. I think he should be the starter. So just go out there and win the job, man. Go go out there and and win it's you the starting the, cube job, man. It's his for the taking, man. If he this is his opportunity, he QB does not have, he does not have to give this job back to Andy Dalton. No, if he if he it, comes man. out and dominates, there's no way they go back to Dalton. Go take his lunch money. You go do it. All right, last thing we got. Pretty uneventful, but Davis Mills set to start for the Texans on Thursday Night Football. 
rookie quarterback making his first start for the Houston Texans. Uh, more more analysis on this later in the uh, episode with the starts. Absolutely. Of the week. All right. Got a new segment for you guys. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. All right. We got off the hook today. Uh, all right. So this is a segment we're going to do weekly on our start sit episode. We're going to do it just before we start the segment. So this is called off the hook. We are going to go back and look at our calls from last week. We're going to look at the guys that we told you guys to start. Look at the guys that we told you to sit. Look at where they finished, if they hit or not. Um, yeah, and we're going to say that a successful quarterback is a top 12 guy. And then obviously a successful sit decision would be outside that range. And then running backs, I would say a top 24 guy, a sit outside that range, you know, so on and so forth. Okay. All right. So do you want to start off, Justin? Do you want to start with your guys? No, man, go ahead. Kick it off. All right. I'll start off. Okay. All right. So last week, my start of the week was Teddy Bridgewater. Ended up as a quarterback 10 on the week. I think that's a pretty good hit. Um, he was definitely ranked outside the top 10. Yeah, and that's nice. Had a solid matchup and played great. So my sit of the week was Joe Burrow. Ended up as a quarterback 25 on the week. Another hit. Uh, threw, threw three picks and didn't look great. Uh, yeah, pretty uninspiring performance. So, um, yeah. All right, running backs. I said start Damian, Damian Harris. RB17 on the week, had that monstrous touchdown run. It was a great play, man. He looked he looked really good. He looked yeah. really, really good. Yeah, he did. Uh, my sit was James Robinson. Now, this isn't exactly like the most bold call that I've ever made, but, I mean, it was kind of easy to see just to, you know, the offense was bad, and he kind of knew that going in. So he was an easy fade. It was really was just low-hanging fruit. I don't think James Robinson was projected to be a top uh 24 running back on the week, but still going to take my wins, man, because the wide receiver position, this next one, the the one I missed was pretty bad. A pretty big miss. So yes. my wide receivers, my start of the week was Antonio Brown, and he ended as the wide receiver 93. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough, man. That was rough, man. I have him in a couple leagues, and that was wide receiver ninety three. When I saw this, dud. when I saw this number, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this is rough." But you know, good news is this was the only call that I feel like I really missed. Which you know, I feel pretty good about that, man. My sit of the week was Corey Davis. He was a wide receiver ninety two. So I think that makes up for my start yeah, of the right. week at wide receiver. Uh, they actually finished back to back on the week. Um, at tight end, my start of the week was Rob Gronkowski. Tight end three on the week. Gronk is kind of surprising people, man, and he's playing really well. So yeah, Gronk is Gronk's doing his thing out there, man. He's Absolutely. he's playing with with house money right now. My sit of the week was Dallas Goddard. Ended up as a tight end twenty nine. Another great hit. Uh, this is just Derek's greatest hits, man. This is great. <laughs> uh, my DST start of the week. Cleveland ended up as a DST two on the week. Funny story, I had them in my starting lineup in my main league and then last second dropped them for the Packers and then I lost by, well, I lost by 30, but Eesh. it would have felt better if I lost by 10. Yeah, stick to your 
your starts of the week there, yeah, man. Yeah, man. So I I didn't even take my own advice. <laughs> I just panicked, I guess, last second. The tilt. I was like, the tilt is I real. I did definitely tilted. So I guess more of the story is, man, when you're convinced of something, like, just go with your gut. Go with your gut. That's what I learned this week. Go with your gut, man. And I uh, should have stuck with the Cleveland Browns. They had a great week. So, all right, Justin, let's talk about some of your guys, man. Kick it off, man. Start with the quarterbacks. All right, dude. So my start of the week on quarterback was Ryan Tannehill. And unfortunately, he finished as the QB 24. But I had the right process. The dude threw for 347 yards. Man, and like, it, you can't ask for much more if you have a quarterback throwing for that. He just didn't have any TDs, man. Derrick Henry. Derrick Yeti went off. And uh, had all of them touchdowns, so I'll take the take the L on that. Even though the process was right, Matt Ryan was a sit. I had him at he finished at QB thirteen. He actually looked decent after that dud performance against Philadelphia. Man, he actually came out and played against Tampa, which mind blowing. But I really thought that we were in for another very bad performance. But QB thirteen, if you started him, you weren't mad. Uh, but, you weren't excited I mean, either. But. Yeah, you weren't excited. So, uh, running backs. I had my start of the week as David Montgomery finishes RB twenty two. So you had a solid RB two there in your in your uh, lineup. My start of the week was Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think this was a smash pick. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I, okay, listen. He was ruled out the next day. Yeah. We recorded this episode. But I was... didn't know that when we recorded it. Okay, so I well... think John Gruden just took my advice. Oh, yeah. No, I don't believe that for a second, man. Uh, I'm calling it a wash, but you know what? I'm going to we'll, call that a... We'll give you a half point for it, okay? You got half Heard credit. That. Half credit for it. Uh, all right, man. So in my wide receivers, I started... Or I said to start Debo Samuel. Finishes a wide receiver 27. So not the greatest performance, but he was a uh, wide receiver three, borderline wide receiver two. Sit of the week was Kenny G, wide receiver 64. Yeah, that was a good one. Good yeah, call. Man. Uh, start of the week was uh, TJ Hawkinson, tight end two on the week. Man is the only uh, receiving option that's not a running back on that team right now. <laughs> And uh, my sit of the week was Logan Thomas. He finishes tight end 13. Uh, our start, My starting defense was Denver, the defense 10 on the week. Yeah. Uh, I've always kind of won- I, I, I did post a poll on Twitter about what people would consider a success starting, like suggesting, uh, you know, starts of the week. Yeah. And shocking, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, it's it's QB one, QB running back one." Like that's yeah. that's what they would say. But defenses were like people did say that defenses were uh, as long as you get a top ten defense, they're happy. Yeah. So you know, and I feel the same way. As long as your defense isn't hurting your team with like less than three points, I feel like that's a win. I yeah, like for sure. Good. So. um yeah, man. What an interesting week. We definitely hit on more than we missed on. So yeah, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good that we're giving solid advice to the people, For to sure, man. all the people that are listening to this podcast. We appreciate you guys. Continue to listen to us and spread Absolutely. the word. Man. Tell a friend. Absolutely. Let's help this show grow to as big as it can get. All and right. Let's kick off our week three starters, let's man. Let's do it, man.
I'm ready to go in, coach. Just give me a chance. I know there's a lot riding on it, but it's all psychological. Let's do it, man. All right, we got yes, a different sir. format of this uh, segment. Justin, why don't you uh, explain to the people how we're going to do this? All right, man. So instead of you know running down the list of all the guys here, we're going to highlight a couple guys, how we like them. So, Derek, our top five guys here, man, who is your favorite for this week coming up, man? Out of the top five. So, you know, we got Kyler, Lamar, Patrick, Russell, and Josh Allen. Well, I have... I'm contractually obligated to say Josh Allen just because I have <laughs> I have a lot of shares of Josh Allen. But uh, I'm going to say Kyler, man. Kyler's the guy that I'm most confident in. And, uh, you know, he's just playing lights out. You know, he plays the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. This is a smash, smash spot, man. Jacksonville's defense is not great, and Kyler's just lighting it up. So continue to start Kyler with full, full confidence, man. I don't even think that's a – a hard take to make, but um, I kind of want to just throw, you know, I, I'm not sure about Mahomes this week, man. Uh, the Chargers defense, their secondary has been pretty, has been shutting people down. And they played, they just played Dallas last week, and their secondary has been pretty good. So, I mean, it's it's Patrick Mahomes, but like, I would, I would, I'm still kind of, yeah. I mean, Tyree Kill was pretty much shut down last week. So yeah, that was that can happen. That definitely hurt me, man. That now, hurt me now, big. Now last listen, week. if he throws for four hundred and five touchdowns, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, yeah, for sure, because he's the type of quarterback that can do that. But the guy I'm most confident in is Kyler Murray for sure. Yeah, man. Uh, the one I'm most confident in is actually gonna be Russell Wilson for me. Uh, dude's cooking, man. Like you said last week, he actually got the flames on. He's out, out there grilling it up. Uh, I really like it against Minnesota's defense. Uh, I think that. He's gonna he's gonna have a very very good performance this week, man. That's uh, my favorite of the top five. All right, dude. Out of the six through twelve, let's finish up these QB ones, man. You got any guys that you're looking to sit? Any guys that you really like? Uh, Tom Brady's the guy that I'm looking to uh, maybe temper my expectations on. I mean, he's got a tough matchup against the Rams. I don't think he's gonna throw for you know the three four hundred yards and four or five touchdowns like he did like he has been. It's a tougher defense, the toughest one they faced all season. And he's not going to have Antonio Brown, one of his favorite targets. We presume. I, I don't know for sure, but it's not looking good. So um, he's a guy I'm looking to temper my expectations on and maybe try to pivot to somebody else if I can. And then the guy I'm looking to start would be Jalen Hurts in this in this range. Uh, the Monday night matchup against Dallas, he has a solid rushing floor. It's going to keep him relevant. And Dallas' defense is really not that great. So start your Jalen Hurts. I, I like it. Yeah, man, uh, I'm. I feel the same way about Jalen Hurts. I, I really do like the matchup this week. I think he's going to provide, uh, especially with his rushing ability. I think he's going to provide a very good fantasy output. Uh, I kind of, you know, disagree a little bit with the uh, Tom Brady take and also the Matt Stafford take. I I just I know you and I were talking a little bit about Matt Stafford uh, before the podcast and. I just I think that this game is actually going to be a little bit higher scoring than people think. Um, you know, I I looking at this matchup on paper, you automatically the first thing you think about with these teams are the defense. And then last week kind of happened with Atlanta being able to put up 25 points against Tampa and then Dallas being able to put up 29 the week before. And then the Colts just were able to to 
get into a a really good game with the uh, with the Rams before Jalen Ramsey was able to pick that game away. So I actually think with both stud teams that and stud offenses that I think there is going to be fantasy relevance in this game, and you know I think Tom Brady's going to rely on his guys, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and Gronk, and you know it's still even though the Rams have a great offense, I think you know it's still Tom Brady. It, Bruce Aarons has a really good offense. So I think both guys are going to be decent this week. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Tom Brady is closer to that bottom half of the, of the QB one, maybe that 10 through 12. And maybe Matt Stafford is knocking on the door as a QB one, but I still think they're not going to kill your team this year. So if you got them, I would still fire them up. Uh, not anybody really crazy that I want to sit, um, you know, Green Bay would be the toughest matchup at San Francisco, but I still think Aaron Rodgers is going to be fine. Yeah, you can't say Aaron Rodgers. No, exactly, man. All right, dude. Let's go. Uh, any guys that you like or dislike 13 and down, man? Okay, so the guy that I'm sitting in this range, I'm not starting Justin Fields this week. I know we talked about that earlier. Yeah, absolutely. It's just I'm not going to start him in his first game. It's at Cleveland. The game script doesn't bode well for Justin Fields. He's gonna have I feel like he's gonna have to throw a lot and I know he's a he's a good player, but in his first start, man, I don't think they're gonna have a game script that's gonna be good for him fantasy wise. I mean he's probably gonna provide some solid rushing numbers, but as far as passing goes, I'd be shocked if he gets over two fifty. Yeah. So and then passing touchdowns, I mean I don't know. I don't know if I see more than one or two passing touchdowns either. So I mean you're really hoping that he goes for over 100 on the ground to really kind of save his day, and he needs to score a touchdown on the ground too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially if you play in four-point passing touchdown leagues, he needs to get in the in the, in the rushing touchdown category Absolutely. to really provide solid production for you. So, And then my start in this range is actually my start of the week, so I'm going to give you a different name. There's a guy I've been talking about last couple weeks, Teddy Bridgewater, man, against the Jets. It doesn't look on paper like the Jets matchup is great, but... Let's be real. The Jets are not that great. The Jets team overall is not that great. I expect this to be a positive game game script for the Denver Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater has been playing great. He's the quarterback 12 on the year so far. And, you know, he's he's thrown two touchdowns and no picks in each of the last two games. And he just hit one over 300 yards last week. 20 points in week one, 21 points in week two. He's absolutely a guy I think can get into that range. And as a quarterback 16 Right now, projected on the week, if he can give you 20 points in fantasy, that's that's great. I'll take that all day. So, I mean, we just saw Josh Allen hit 18 points. So, if I can get Teddy Bridgewater to score 20, I'm all, I'm all, ah, I'm all about that. All right, man. I like it. So, uh, a guy that, you know, is probably, if, you, if you're in a streaming category and, and, you know, I'm in one of those, I'm one of those teams that, He's in that boat in our main league, Derek, and uh, Daniel Jones has actually been very surprising these past two weeks. I don't know if this is, uh, you know, just something that's that's a fluke these past couple weeks or what, but man went for 21 and 29 fantasy points back-to-back. I don't know, man. Against Atlanta, they don't have the best defense. I know you're giving me this face. He's but my start of the week. Is he? Yeah, read the show, Doc. 
Well, okay. Well, I'm just saying. You're taking my argument. Now, what am All I right. gonna? What am I gonna well, talk? You about? can still. You can. Say, I'll back. I'm backing you up on this one, man. All right. Uh, Dan Jones is a good one. I like it. And uh, I, I w- I'm gonna go ahead and go Kirk Cousins as well because I just think they're gonna be down in this game, and I think they're gonna have to pass the ball. And if Dalvin Cook is any type of limited and or not there, I think Kirk Cousins is gonna be forced to throw the ball a lot more than. And he wants then to. They, yeah, then he wants to. So. I don't think he wants to throw the ball that much. No. <laughs> no I think he's, he's perfectly fine with handing it to Dalvin Cook. Right. And if he has to turn around and, and Madison's back there, he's like, uh. I know you got dreads, but you're different. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't be too excited about him either, man. Heck yeah, man. All right, man. So give me your start and your sit of the week for QBs, man. All right. Well, Justin kind of stole my thunder. But uh, we're going to go ahead anyway. I got some deep stats to talk. Not really deep, but I got some stats to talk about. So my start of the week at quarterback is Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones of the New York Giants playing against the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta has given up an average of 29.2 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks so far this season. He is a quarterback five on the year, and he's doing it with his rushing. Okay, First week. Six for 27 and a touchdown. Week two, nine for 95 and a touchdown. The dude is just, if he's giving you this rushing production week in and week out, he's absolutely a guy you can stream, even in tough matchups because of the rushing, man. I mean, they're doing designed plays that allow him to run the ball. Like they're running read option. They're running RPOs. They're running stuff that gets him outside the pocket and running around. And I'm all for it, man. Give me Daniel Jones against Atlanta. Atlanta's one of the worst defenses against quarterbacks, so I'm targeting Atlanta's defense with streaming quarterbacks every week. Daniel Jones is my start of the week. All right, man. I like it. My start of the week, I covered him as well. It's going to be Kirk Cousins this week, man. I just think that the game script that is about to happen against Seattle is going to call for a lot more passing plays. Kirk Cousins has been one of the most consistent guys like getting that constant in for that streaming category of a QB. He's been one of the most consistent guys, man, trying to get that constant 20 points. If you get that from a streaming candidate, I think you are pretty happy. Uh, and I, like I said before, man, if Dalvin cook's not there, I think that they're going to have to draw up a lot more passing plays. So yeah, Kirk cousins, I think is a start of the week this week, man. All right. I dig it. All right. My sit of the week is, Jameis Winston against the New England Patriots. Currently the quarterback 13 on the season uh, through the first two weeks. I think a lot of that's propped up by his five touchdown performance in week one because he has yet to he's yet to go over 22 pass attempts in a game and he's yet to eclipse the 150 yards. Uh, New England has given up 9.4 fantasy points per game so far to opposing quarterbacks and they also lead the league in lead the league in interceptions. This defense is going to smother Jameis Winston. Oh, yeah. With literally no wide receivers to speak of that are good at football at yes. this point. Like, you can't you can't convince me Marquez Callaway. No, he was a good preseason he, wonder. Yeah, he that's, had a, great, he had a, good, was, he had a good preseason, but he hasn't done yeah. anything since. So this game could get ugly quick with this defense and the offense playing the way that they are. Manage the game, grind out the clock, Mac Jones being efficient. And this defense just shutting people down, man. Yep. So I think New England, especially is this game on the road? 
Uh, yes, it's at. Um, yes, this game is at New England. So New England at home. Yeah, this game's gonna get ugly quick, man. It might be one of those like twenty-four to three type of games where it's like not a lot of scoring on New England side, but like an absolute almost shutout on the defensive side yeah. of the ball. So I don't see uh, the Saints having a great day uh, against this defense. All right, man. And my sit of the week is going to be your sit of the week from last week. Joe Burrow against Pitt, man. Uh, I know that Dave or I know that Derek Carr just had a uh, decent day against Pitt. But Joe Burrow has been struggling lately. The whole Cincinnati has been struggling. That offensive line is not all that good. I think that this uh, defensive line is going to have a field day this week. I uh, Joe Burrow finished the QB 25 last week, man. I think he's in that range yet again, two weeks in a row. Yeah. All right, man. Let's talk some running backs. All right, man. How do you feel about a top 12 guys, man? Give me, give me a guy you're really liking and maybe a guy you're kind of like, uh, you know, a little iffy. I'm going to start him because I have to kind of thing, but Aaron Jones. Is a guy that I'll throw in here, man. I mean, he's he's got a matchup against San Francisco. They're they're a good defense, but they're not like crazy shutdown elite. So, um, and Aaron Jones just had four touchdowns on Monday night. So, thank you. A, he saved me on one of my leagues, bro. Yeah, I actually uh, considered benching him because I was up by point two, I know, and you I were didn't, talking. and I ended up winning <laughs> by forty. So. I was really nervous that he would like fumble and then get hurt or something. So gotta play your studs, man. Yeah, dude, uh, I was down by thirty-five going into Monday night in one of, in one of my leagues, and I had Aaron Jones. Nice, and dude put up forty and got I won by five. <laughs> nice, nice, that's awesome. But yeah, Aaron Jones definitely a guy I'm looking to play. The guy that I'm not so confident in is Alvin Kamara, and that really sucks because he's he's my RB one in my main my yeah, main dude, fantasy. That league, was so. scary last week, man. And and they they played Carolina. I know they didn't do anything against. I mean, I'm not trying to to bash Carolina here, but let's not pretend Carolina is an elite defense. All right, they're good. Yeah, they're young and they're hunting. They're good. They fly around. They make plays. But like, if he they can't do anything against Carolina. They got no shot against New England, man. Like yeah. I'm legitimately stressing out about my my main fantasy league. I'm one and one right now. Like I might be starting one and two. Yeah, dude. It's if, tough. It's uh, tough. Camaro, right man. That's that's a tough one. I hope they I'm I'm hoping he can get into the reception category a little bit, man. Please. Something. A little check down. I don't or I don't get it. Man. Stop throwing it to these third string tight ends and freaking <laughs> These nobody wide receivers, just please. Deontay Harris is fun, but like, stop. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> Alvin Kamara is the best player on that offense by far. I don't want to hear anything else. There's, you can't convince me there's a better player on that offense. To me, even if Michael Thomas is healthy, yeah, he's the best player on the offense. Why aren't they using him? Why did he only have what seven fantasy points last week? Yeah, I don't get it. Why do he have seven points? Whatever, Sean Payton. Get your stuff together, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's my guy. All right, man. Yeah, the top 12 guys, I mean, you're going to have to – you're, you're going to play them, man. You know, they're – you know, it's it, high draft capital, you know, but you, you are going to worry about some guys, you know. So, guys I'm worried about, I mean, for 
Najee Harris right now, dude. I know it's I know it's against Cincy, so I think he's gonna have a good day. But man, it's it's it looks kind of scary out there when that offensive line is not playing good. The only reason he kind of salvaged his fantasy days because he fell in the end zone last week. Man, he he had ten attempts for thirty eight yards. That was that was what he was dealing with against the Las Vegas Raiders. So. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that offensive line can get itself together or, or something, man, because he's it, that kind of scares me a little bit. And uh, guys, I'm I'm real excited about is I mean, I think Chris McCaffrey's gonna <laughs> that that dude is so good, man. He is he literally is all by himself in in his own tier, like it's it's crazy. But um, you know, he was the RB one, I think. The week in week one, week without, one without but, a touchdown. Yeah, no touchdown. That's insane. RB1. Yeah. That's insane. Uh, Derrick Henry has to carry the ball thirty six <laughs> times to be the RB one. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey's over here with no touchdowns being the RB one. Yep. Uh, but Nick Chubb, I'm actually excited for that. Uh, for this matchup here, just not the whole matchup itself. It's just what's going on in Cleveland right now. I think they're going to have to rely on their running backs a little bit more this game. All right. Wanna go to the next range? Yes, sir. Right, where are we going? Outside the top twelve? Yeah, outside of RB one territory. So let's let's f- focus on RB two territory. Thirteen through twenty four. Yeah, the guy that I'm not really confident in this week is David Montgomery against Cleveland. Uh, I know the workload's going to be there, but is it going to be? You know, like it, it's a tough defense, man. And Cleveland, I feel like is going to be in control of this game for for the majority of it. I don't know if David Montgomery gets enough work to be a top ten, a top twelve running back. So, I'm kind of adjusting my expectations on David Montgomery here. Um, my legit sit of the week is in this range too, but we'll talk about him in a little bit. Uh, but uh, I'd be willing to go. I'm pretty. Uh, I don't know. I think you, I think Jonathan Taylor is a guy that you could be confident in this week. Uh, they play at Tennessee. Tennessee's given up seventeen and a half fantasy points per game to the running back position. So I think Jonathan Taylor could be a good, uh, especially in, well, even in PPR leagues. I mean, I know he's not getting a huge workload through the air, but with Carson Wentz possibly out, I think there's going to be a decent amount of checkdowns to the running back position because I don't think the, uh, who's the quarterback there? Jacob Eason. Jacob Eason, yeah. I don't know if Jacob Eason's going to be uh, able to push the ball down the field against his defense. So I think it's going to be a lot of checkdowns, and Jonathan Taylor could have a solid day uh, carrying his team. I think they're going to put the, the... Or it could be Naeem Hines. We don't know. Thanks, Frank Wright. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Naeem Hines will probably be a guy you could start to later on this ra- later on uh, down the rankings, too. So uh, who you got, Justin? Who you like in this range? A uh, guy I really like uh, is going to be Kareem Hunt, man. Like I said, I want kind of both these... Uh, both these Cleveland running backs uh, this weekend, Kareem Hunt is probably going to be either your RB2 or in your flex position, depending on you know how your draft went. And I think Kareem Hunt's going to have a, have a good fantasy output this week, man. I really do. Guy that I'm kind of tempering my expectations for is Miles Gaskin. I just don't like that offense, man. Um, even with Tua, it just wasn't looking like a great offense. The only guy that was kind of fantasy relevant in a way was Jalen Waddle, PPR wise. You know, he was having a great game to start. It looks like that's Tua's favorite. T- but as soon as Brissett got in, you know that that went away. 
You know, yeah. Waddle was not a guy that Brissett was looking at. So, man, I kind of don't really like Gaskin. I, I really do like Hunt this week. But that's what I'm looking at in those ranges, man. All right. Um, a guy outside. Let's kind of move into that uh, that later range, that, that back-end RB3 range. I'm not. I'm not playing Devin Singletary. I'm not chasing that 40 yard touchdown he had. No. I'm not doing it. Like just, just stop with the Devin Singletary stuff. He's he's not going to be consistent enough for you to start him week to week. So he's a guy that I'm definitely fading. Um, and then a guy that you could probably, uh, at least the list I'm looking at, Damian Harris is out here in RB three territory, which is really weird. I think he could have a solid game. I mean, he's he's. I know James White had a rushing touchdown in this game, but so did Damian Harris. So yeah. they're definitely a team that's going to run the ball quite a bit. So I'm willing, you know, give me Damian Harris and even James White. I mean, throw him in there as well. I mean, throw both of these guys in the same conversation. Like this team is going to be about running the football, playing good defense, and Mac Jones managing the game. So yeah, absolutely. I feel confident with both of them. All right, man. Uh, I in this range. Guy that I'm kind of fading a little bit is going to be Daryl Henderson. Uh, dude came up with, I believe, what, bruised ribs uh, from the last game. And they're playing Tampa's defense, man. And and teams just don't run on Tampa. Uh, I don't like any of the running options that if, you know, Henderson misses or whatever and they, they play Sony. I, I just don't like the running backs this week. Um, I think that... You know, if you have a different option, I would probably go ahead and, and do it. Like like you said, man, I would probably start a James White over Daryl Henderson. Um, I think Naeem Hines might have a sneaky good game. Uh, definitely a flex-worthy option for me in this game because I think he is going to be a friend of Jacob Eason. Maybe like a little security blanket, a mm-hmm. little check down. It's like you were saying. And then uh, it was an interesting usage, so I'm going to kind of go ahead and throw him out there because it could be a little bit of a flex option as well. J.D. McKissick looked like he kind of came back in the same role that he was last year when Heineke started this past week, man, and he could be a sneaky flex option for you out there. And and against Buffalo, you're going to assume that they're going to try to be passing the ball a lot. So... You know, J.D. McKissick, PPR uh, leagues, I, I would look out for him. If you got him, I would – If I think you have worse options, man. I think J.D. McKissick might be a, a sneaky good play this week. I like it, and I'll talk more about McKissick in a minute. All right. All right, we're going starts and sits now? Yep, let's do it. Okay, so my start of the week is the Baltimore – Lead back Tyson Williams against Detroit. Detroit is literally the worst defense against running backs in the NFL thus far. 32.9 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Tyson Williams is averaging 6.9 yards per touch, which is top five in the NFL. Super efficient, dominant offense, dominant rushing attack. Lamar Jackson adds to his efficiency by being a threat in the running game. I mean, you see a lot of other backs just get bottled up, and it's not happening for Tyson Williams. Like, you see him breaking away runs left, right, and center. So I'm absolutely smashing Tyson Williams starting this week against the Detroit Lions. And uh, 
Yeah, man. I know he's only a 50% snap share kind of guy, but when he's in, he's being used and he's being effective, man. 6.9 yards per touch. That's that's pretty freaking good. Yes, so sir. Easily, easily my start of the week, and I expect him to be probably a top 15 running back this week. All right. I like it. Starting him up. Fire him up. Yep. All right, dude. So my start of the week, I talked about already a little bit, but Kareem Hunt, man, I think he's going to be utilized. I think in uh, PPR, half PPR leagues, he is going to be a guy that is going to, he's going to help you out more than he's going to hurt you this week because I think that Baker is going to have to rely on him. I think that you're going to see a lot of Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb maybe on the field together. Um, I, I I don't know, man. I just I like the PPR aspect for Kareem Hunt this week. I dig it, man. I dig it, especially with Jarvis going to the IR. Yeah. Or not. Yes, going to IR. And uh, OBJ fresh off of an ACL recovery. So I like the call here, man. Uh, my sit of the week at running back. Hear me out. Antonio Gibson. Okay. Now. I'm sorry. My mic was off. Which- <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Gibson. At Buffalo, here's the big stats. You ready? Buffalo, giving up 6.7 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. Through two weeks, they've only given up 108 rushing yards and zero rushing touchdowns. Now, they did play the Miami Dolphins, who don't have the strongest running game. Okay? Yes. Uh, but they played Pittsburgh before. They played Najee Harris before that. So... This defense is good, and um, I think that the Washington football team has they have their weaknesses is, is it you could say it's on offense because their defense isn't playing as good as they everyone thought they would. They're they're not that great on offense. Heineke definitely kind of brings them down a little bit. I think they're going to be behind in this game quite a bit because I think that defense is suspect, and Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, you know, they're going to have their way, and I think. The fact that they're going to have to throw to catch up in this game is going to lead to J.D. McKissick getting more work than Antonio Gibson managers want to see. Antonio Gibson is more... His passing down work comes more in neutral game scripts. So if the game is close, that's when Antonio Gibson's getting the full workload that he should be getting, right? But if they're behind, two-minute drill, you know, hurry-up offense, whatever, passing a lot to, to catch up, it's not. I don't think it's going to be Antonio Gibson. If he's not getting the receiving work and they're not allowing running backs to score points, fantasy points on the ground, this is a recipe for Antonio Gibson to finish outside the top 24 this week. All right. All right. I like it, man. I mean, it's oh, tough. Listen, you have to start him. That's it's, the problem. It's is tough. That, yes, is that, that's what I'm saying. I, I like the call because there's I, no I team, it, but There's no fantasy team out there that can afford to sit him. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely not. Running back is scarce, but... But he's also one of those guys that are scaring you a little bit. I could easily you know? see him scoring five fantasy points this week. All right. And that sucks to say it, but I think he's going to. And he's he has to be in your lineup, but I'm going to consider him a sit, yeah. even though I would still play him, if that makes sense. What happened to him being utilized like Christian McCaffrey, man? Oh, I was so excited for that hype. <laughs> yeah, it's just all smoke, man. I know. They're just, they're just blowing smoke up people's yeah, anyway. All right, man. So my sit of the week is going to be the Rams running back room. I did not see this until just now. You're declaring be- the entire room? Yes, because I don't know who is going to get the start. Because uh, ribs are no joke, man. 
you, you know, your ribs are affected when you breathe. And the fact that Henderson had hurt his ribs last week, they're optimistic that he can play. So it could be very well be Sony Michelle that gets a start. And, you know, I like Henderson more than I like Michelle. So I, I put the running back room because I think either one of these guys, I'm going to go ahead and sit. If I have another option, I would go ahead and, and utilize it. Like I, I have the option in my in our main lead, Derek, that I have Tyson Williams or Daryl Henderson. So I think I'm going to go ahead and fire up Tyson Williams, you should, your man. start of the week, yeah. over Daryl Henderson, just because you know one bad hit to them ribs, man, and it's it's over. And Tampa's defensive line is is brutal. Yeah. So just statistically, you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, man. They are. Let's see. Let's sort this real quick. They're actually. They're actually 18th in the NFL right now in points given up to the running back position. Okay? It kind of shocks you, right? But if you break it down even farther, they have only given up 99 rushing yards to to opposing running backs. And they have seen... They've given up the third most receptions to running backs. So running backs are having success against the Bucs via the air. Okay? Daryl Henderson's not getting a bunch of targets through the air. Sony Michelle's not going to get a bunch of targets through the air. They're going to throw to the receivers that they have. Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, all those guys. They're not going to be running the ball very effectively between the tackles. And where Tampa gives up their fantasy points to running backs is through the air, and that's not what the Rams do with their with their backs. Yep. So I like this call, man. It's going to be tough to, to start any of them. Uh, so like if you look at the raw numbers, you look at the matchup itself, like Tampa does look like a softer matchup for running backs, but not for this type of running back. Yes. Okay. So I agree with, I agree with the call there. All right, bro. Let's get into our wide receivers, man. How are we feeling about these top 12 guys, bro? All right. Uh, yeah. Top 12 guys. I mean, you got to fire them all up, man. I mean, there's really not a guy that I'm looking at. That's like a hard sit in this range. Um, yeah, it's just going to be tough, man. Like, all these guys are really good. Uh, Cooper Cup could be the one guy that has a down week, but... I don't know, man. He's looking... That dude is looking Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm, just not, I'm just not sure if there's a guy that you can confidently say is going to have a tough week. I mean, some of these guys have good matchups. I mean, I guess if you really want to be out there, you could say... Because Tyreek Hill did get shut down last week, man. The Chargers defense is... Uh, here, let me pull up this. I, I think that's gonna that's gonna get fixed, man. That was just that was just a bad week. It's still Tyree Kill. Yeah, I mean that's not, like there's just not a lot of guys in this top twelve range that have bad matchups and then are projected to be or that I think could you know bust this week. So I think yeah. I think you fire up all the top twelve guys and you feel confident with it, man. I mean I know there's two Cowboys in this top twelve range, so maybe one of them doesn't have. A great week. I'm hoping it's CeeDee Lamb that has the good week. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm confident pretty much all the top 12 guys. All right, man. Yeah, I like it. The uh, only guy, you know, kind of temper expectations for is A.J. Brown. He hasn't started the way that you had thought A.J. Brown was going to start. Julio Jones had himself a game last week. And, you know, half PPR scoring, you know, A.J. Brown scored 10 and 4 points the last two weeks. And, so it's it's one of those where you can't sit them, you can't afford to sit them, especially where you drafted them. So I would uh, 
I would definitely maybe temper expectations of that, especially because they're playing the Colts. And the Colts, you know, they, they got a, a sneaky good defense. It's not, you know, that best defense, but they can definitely hold their own in, in some aspects. So, uh, guys, in the other top 12, man, you're, you're firing them up, though. You, you have to. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, I think, is going to have a, a decent week. Uh, Keenan Allen. Oh, man, just a bunch of these guys think they're going to have a good week, man. So, All right, next range. Uh you know, Deontay Johnson's probably not going to play. I mean, I, I would even if he does play, I think he'd be limited. So I think he's a guy that I'm looking to probably bench. I mean, I'm, not, I'm just not feeling too confident about playing him. Allen Robinson's another guy that I would think about adjusting my expectations. I mean, you obviously can't sit him because of he's probably your wide receiver one, or hopefully, if he's your wide receiver two, that's even better. But rookie quarterback on the road at Cleveland, tough defense. Tough matchup. Tough place to play, too. Yeah. So I would look to maybe pivot if you can. If not, I mean, you're probably going to have to start them regardless, but adjust your expectations. And then a guy that I'm looking to start in this range, I mean, Terry McLaurin could get a lot of receptions in this game, especially if they're down and trailing. Uh, He could be a guy that could uh, provide some, you know, some PPR value. Uh and then I'm going to look at Chris Godwin, man. I think that uh, this game, like you said earlier, this game could be a, a pretty good shootout. I think that they, it could be easily in the 30-point range for both teams. And Chris Godwin Chris Godwin plays really well against the Rams. Yeah. And I, Jalen Ramsey's probably I, – I would put money on Jalen Ramsey being on Mike Evans the whole game. Oh, for sure. Because that's what teams do. They just lock Mike Evans down. Yeah. Like Marshawn Lattimore from the Saints just sits on Mike Evans the whole game. Jalen Ramsey can probably do the same friggin' thing. So Chris Godwin could be a guy that can get a bunch of receptions. So I would go with him in this range. All right, man. Yeah. Um my guy that I'm I'm might look to sit. I mean, it's kind of hard, especially after the week he just had, but you know, Mike Evans, I'm gonna temper temper expectations for as well. I I, I think the exact same thing, man. Jalen Ramsey's probably gonna be on him. Um, you know, some guys that you're kind of looking at. Maybe maybe this is a week that Debo has a little bit of a down week, especially if uh, – what's that guy from Green Bay? Jair Alexander. Alexander. Um, Alexander sits on Debo all game. That that could be a recipe for disaster, and he could could lock him down. That's um, a Sunday night game, man. That's going to be a good game. Yeah, that is going to be a very good game. I do like the Chris Godwin take, man. I really do like uh, his – his matchup this week, I think that Tom Brady's going to be looking at him, especially if Antonio Brown can't play. So PPR-wise, I think he's going to have a really good game. And uh-huh. then uh, the way DJ Moore's been looking, man, especially at Houston, I think that DJ is going to have himself quite a game here for Thursday night. Absolutely. You got anybody deeper that we're kind of looking at? Uh, Yeah, man. Uh, got to go with uh, Cortland Sutton here. And Cortland Sutton against the Jets, the way he was uh, utilized last week by Teddy, definitely his uh, his favorite target now that Jared Judy's not there. So I, I think Cortland Sutton is going to be a very good fire up, and uh, maybe Devontae Smith against Dallas. I think it's going to be a really good matchup here. Uh, I think that Philly's going to have to push the ball and kind of keep up with that Dallas offense. A little bit so many Devontae Smith would be a nice pickup. And, dude, 
I, you know, I'll get into the next guy that I got because he's going to be my start of the week. Uh, let's just go right into it, man. Starts of the week. I'm just going to jump into it. Uh, my start of the week is Robert Woods against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a little banged up in the secondary, and uh, I think a lot of the focus is going to be on Cooper Cup. Uh, the Bucks have actually given up 33.6 fantasy points to wide receivers uh, on average per game, and they've also given up the most receptions to wide receivers in the NFL, 43 receptions. So uh, Tyler Higby's not doing anything in this offense, which I've come to terms with. He was a highly ranked player for me preseason. Yeah, so for sure. Um, what a whiff on that one. But uh, Robert Woods, man, Bobby Trees, give me that. Uh, he's He played pretty well against the Bucks last year. And uh, I would I would fire him up, man. I think a lot of attention is going to be, at least defensively, going to be shadowed towards trying to stop Cooper Cup. And that may leave Robert Woods with some some good matchups. And, uh, you know, he's a guy that consistently produces, man. I know he hasn't had the hottest start to the season, but when Cooper Cup is literally the wide receiver one, you kind of have to take a backseat to it. So oh, for sure. I think defenses are going to start to game plan for Cooper Cup a little bit, and I think he might, you know even out a little bit and then like drop his production a little bit. I think Robert Woods is going to be benefit from that. So I'm going to go Robert Woods as my start of the week at the wide receiver position. Go ahead and fire him up with confidence. Yes, sir. All right, man. My start of the week is going to be Sterling Shepard. This dude has been playing lights out the past two weeks along with Daniel Jones. He had a, uh, you know, an average uh, output last week. He had 13 uh, half PPR points, but dude had 10 targets, man. Past two weeks, he had nine targets and 10 targets. He had nine receptions. The dude has been Daniel Jones' favorite target. They're playing Atlanta this week. Very plus matchup. I think this man is going to continue to eat as long as... I, I mean, I just think he's going to continue to eat, man, even with Evan Ingram coming back or whatever. I just I think this is Daniel Jones' guy. I like it, man. He was actually a guy I was going to talk about in that later range, but uh, I let you have him. I let you have him. Appreciate uh, it. But Put yeah, him on I, a show, Doc. I agree. <laughs> exactly. Read the show, Doc, Derek. Um, my sit of the week is going to be Brandon Cooks against Carolina. And I mean, Brandon Cooks has been, he's been solid so far. So to call him my sit of the week is purely based on the matchup against Carolina. Uh, Carolina. 18.6 fantasy points per game given up to opposing wide receivers, which is seventh in the NFL. They're, they've given up the third fewest receptions to the wide receiver position and the fifth fewest yards to the wide receiver position. The defense is also uh, the best against the run as far as like rushing attempts and, and yards to the running backs. So this defense is good. The Texans are not really supposed to be a good team this year. The Panthers are playing great. It's on Thursday night, primetime game. It's also... Uh, Davis Mills' first career start. So, I mean, we just saw another rookie quarterback last week get picked apart, you know. So, I think these rookie quarterbacks are going to have a tough week, man. Him and, I mean, Justin Fields is a lot better than Davis Mills. So, I'm not trying to say they're in the same category, but they're both making their first career start, and I think they're both going to struggle. Davis Mills is going to struggle the most, which means Brandon Cooks is going to be affected by it greatly. So, and I mean, what does Carolina have to focus on for this Houston offense? Brandon Cooks. Yeah. That's pretty much it. So I am sitting Brandon Cooks. I think he's not going to have a great week this week. So look to pivot if you can. All right, man. Uh, my sit of the week at the wide receiver position is going to be Corey Davis. 
for the New York Jets. Back playing. to back sits of the week. Yeah, I man. had him last week. You're riding the train this week. Yeah, man. I'm going to keep that one going. He's playing at Denver this week. Denver just shut down the Jacksonville Jaguars in their receiving game. Their best receiver was Marvin Jones, six receptions, 55 yards on 11 targets, playing with a rookie quarterback in Trevor Lawrence. The next guy literally had one catch for 24 yards. DJ Chark, who had 12 targets of week one, had one reception for 19 yards. So you can see that the Denver secondary completely, you know. They're locking people down. Yeah, they're locking them down. And to me, Corey Davis, when you think of the Jets, Corey Davis is the guy. That's the guy that you need to stop. You need to shut him down. I think the Denver Broncos are game planning for that. They're going to realize that, hey, you know, Zach Wilson probably makes mistakes under pressure. And the dude just, what, threw four picks this past game against New England. So, Corey Davis is going to be another sit for me. If you can pivot, pivot. All right. Let's jump into some tight ends, man. Let's do it. This is uh, a tough position, but we're here to guide you guys through it. Uh, Top five guys, uh, you know, Kelsey, Waller, Hawkinson, Kittle, Andrews. I'm firing them all up, man. Uh, With confidence, too. I mean... The tight end position, man, if you have one of these guys, you have to start him, man. And then even if you get down to Kyle Pitts, you have to start him. And, like, Rob Gronkowski, you got to start him too. So I think after that it gets a little dicey. Uh, The one guy that I think I would get away from is Tyler Higbee. Uh, He's a guy that just hasn't done anything in this offense. And, I mean, I think the Rams are going to be looking to get feed those wide receivers, especially with the matchups on the outside. The Bucs actually have a solid – uh, defense uh, against tight ends, and uh, they have a really good linebacking core. Devin White is an absolute beast, so I'm not looking Tyler Higby's way at all in this matchup, but, uh, you know, do what you got to do, man. This tight end position is rough. It is rough. Once you get outside the top nine tight ends, it's a wasteland. Yeah, man, I, I totally agree. Um, it's, it is going to be kind of rough think some streaming options that you can kind of look at i think jared cook is going to be a sneaky play here at kansas city i think they're going to have to throw the ball a little bit more i think kansas city is going to find out how to you know how to score against these guys and how to move the ball against the chargers so i think that you know jared cook might be a sneaky stream that you can uh fire up um austin hooper I mean, there's there's just no other, like, reliable targets out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that Baker might rely on Austin Hooper. Like, I, I don't know, man. I might t- take a shot on him. If you're desperate and you're kind of playing that streaming game and you don't have a better option, Austin Hooper might be a guy that you can go ahead and, and fire up. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's not I'm not excited about it at all, but he, could, he can fall into a touchdown. And, and save your week. Yeah. You know? Not exciting, but... All right, I'm done talking about tight ends. Let's jump into our starts and sits, and let's get out of here. These <laughs> tight ends, just looking at this range is like, man, I'm glad I have Darren Waller. <laughs> You're right. <coughs> All right. Uh, my start of the week at the tight end position, I'm going to take the guy you had last week, TJ Hawkinson against Baltimore. Listen, Baltimore's defense, when you think Baltimore's defense, what do you think? They're good, right? That's what you think? 
All right. The Baltimore defense is literally the worst defense against tight ends this season so far. 18.3 fantasy points per game given up to the position. Most receptions uh, given up to tight ends. There's that PPR boost. Here's the thing. I will throw this in here. I will concede this. They did play Darren Waller. They did play George Kittle. So they played the two of the uh, of the top five tight ends, right? But I believe TJ Hawkinson, I'm starting to come around and believe, okay? I was kind of fading TJ Hawkinson because I didn't think this offense would be good enough. But this Lions team is surprising me, man. They are playing their hearts out, okay? They Dan Campbell must have some pretty awesome pregame speeches, okay? Because <laughs> they're coming out and... If they're not going to win the game, they're at least going to bite your knees on the way on the way down. You know what I mean? Like they're at least taking a piece of your leg with them. <laughs> so they're absolutely doing exactly what he said they were going to do, and I freaking love it, man. I'm starting to like this Lions team is is fun to watch, and T.J. Hawkinson is literally the only viable pass catcher outside of the running back position. So I'm firing T.J. Hawkinson up, man. I think the the Ra- the Ravens tough opening schedule to play three tight ends that are this good and i mean they're giving up the most fantasy points to the tight end position fire up tj hawkinson without hesitation i know like like if you're looking at baltimore and you're like man maybe i should think about not playing him because baltimore's good nay play tj hawkinson and don't think twice yep absolutely man my star of the week is going to be rob gronkowski gronk smash this dude is he's just out there having fun, man. He he's not even watching any film. He <laughs> just has he just has Tom Brady where he needs to be and he's there, man. Uh and in the red zone, dude's had two touchdowns the past two weeks. Like actually the last three games he's had two touchdowns in each of the last three. Yeah. That no, includes the Super Bowl. Including the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh the dude is dude's playing awesome. Lights out. Uh, he's had 25 fantasy points and 17 fantasy points, half PPR. I, I, especially with no Antonio Brown this week, I'm projecting to be no Antonio Brown this week. I think Gronk's going to get a couple more targets. Look this way, especially down in the run zone. Fire him up, man. I Absolutely. like Gronk. And I didn't realize that I kind of stole your thunder with the Tyler Higby call. Cause uh, I literally just switched it. Uh, oh, you did? Okay. I literally just All switched right, it. Uh, my set of the week at the tight end position is Mike Kosicki at the Raiders. Tua is officially declared out. Enter Jacoby Brissett. The Raiders have given up the six fewest fantasy points to the tight end position. They did play Mark Andrews. So it's not like it's not a fluky stat right now. They played a solid tight end and they're dominating the tight end position. They're not allowing the tight ends to have much success. So with the starting quarterback down, the backup in who couldn't lead them to a field goal drive last week, it's just not adding up for Gasicki to have a great day, and he really isn't being utilized anyway in this offense, so it's really not a ba- a, a, a bold call for me to say Gasicki's a sit. But Yeah, Gasicki's yeah. in a, like a timeshare with two other tight ends in a non- Good, like a non-good offense. I thought he was supposed to be a great tight end, right? Like that was all the hype. But who is he sharing time with? Adam Shaheen and oh Smythe. Yeah, Gene Smythe. Like, yeah. Who the heck are these players? It's it's rough. He must not be that great if he's losing snaps to those guys. Yep. 
So yeah, I am definitely sitting Gasicki. I'm almost I'm probably cutting him too. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably worth a cut at this point, man. Unless he plays against Baltimore, who's the worst defense <laughs> against tight ends. No, I'm just kidding. I probably um, wouldn't play him in that matchup either. My sit of the week is going to be Tyler Higby this week, man. Um, going to the same game. One of the tight ends I'm going to start. One of them I'm going to sit. think that Matt Stafford is going to utilize his wide receivers more than his tight end this week, man. All right, let's do defenses and kickers real quick. All right, so yeah, my defense start of the week is going to be the Carolina Panthers at the Houston Texans on Thursday Night Football. I think it's going to be a solid game for the Carolina Panthers. They're top top of the league in rush defense, pass defense, you name it. They are playing lights out. Davis Mills, first star as a rookie quarterback. I'm firing up the Carolina Panthers with confidence, man. All right. I like it. Start of the week for me on defense is going to be the New England Patriots. Uh, I think that... With the lack of offensive weapons that the New Orleans Saints have and the way Jameis Winston struggled last week, I think it's going to be a little bit of the same story. And New England's defense looks real good, man. They look real good. I think that's going to be my start of the week this week. All right, my start of the week is going to be the Washington football team at the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills control this game. I think Washington is going to be chasing points, and I believe that their defense is not as good as we thought they were. So I'm sitting the Washington football team, even though they have a great pass rush. I think they're they're, they're going to be struggling this game. Yeah, man, I like that. Uh, sit of the week for me is going to be San Francisco versus Green Bay. Uh, if Green Bay is actually, you know, back, I know it's against Detroit, but you know, if that offense starts to click again, um, and Aaron Rodgers goes back to his old self, I think San Francisco's defense is not going to be that good this week all right moving into some kickers uh you all know how much i love kickers my start of the week daniel carlson the kicker for the las vegas raiders uh, i just saw a funny thing pop up on my twitter timeline uh daniel carlson actually played against himself in fantasy this week and he was the reason why he lost his matchup that's awesome like he had, he, he made he made four great. field goals. I think he had seventeen points, and he lost his personal fantasy matchup facing himself. That is great. So yeah, that's that's awesome, man. That I'm gonna awesome. fire him up. I think uh, the Raiders have a great day. I think that they're they're gonna be, you know, if they can't run the ball effectively, I think that's gonna lead to some field goal opportunities if they can't punch it in through the air. Give me Daniel Carlson all day. All right. Start of the week for me at kicker is gonna be Matt Gay. For the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I think this game is going to put up a decent amount of points. And, you know, Tampa's defense is still decent. And they're going to be, you know, I can see where they drive down the field, but stop them yeah, short yeah. of the. Absolutely. And that's zone. what you're looking for in kickers, too. You're looking for teams that can drive the ball into scoring range and then maybe can't punch it in. Yep. Right. So you're looking for great offenses against great defenses that could get you some points. So yeah, absolutely, I love it. All right, let's jump into the Thursday night preview real quick, and then we'll get out of here. It's time. Yeah, that's the most hype you're gonna be for Carolina at Houston. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let me lay it out for you: the Carolina Panthers two and zero take on the Houston Texans at one and one. The battle of the division leaders through two weeks of the season. Tyrod Taylor set to miss this one with due to the hamstring injury. We already talked about Davis Mills getting his first career start. Carolina's an eight-point favorite, 43-point over-under. 
fantasy options in this game. I mean, fire up DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey. Um, if you need to start, uh, help me out. Robbie? No. Nope. Sam? Yes. Sam okay. Donald. If you need to start Sam Donald, go ahead and do it. I'm not excited he's, about it, but do it. He's it's a okay. decent uh, streaming option. You'll be fine. This week. I Robbie, think, I, think I don't know okay. about Robbie. I think he's just not a part of this offense. So. Yeah, that one's tough, man. Uh, on the other side, start no one. Yeah, no, I'm not starting anybody. I think that's pretty much it. The only guy that I was actually kind of, you know, Tyrod was actually playing decent, man. He was a decent fantasy option. Like, he was putting good fantasy outputs well, out. Well, if he's healthy, this is a different conversation. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, Tyrod's out, man. I, I'm not trusting anybody. Yeah. No. All right, uh, predictions for the game, Justin. I think I know who you're going to pick, but who are we taking in this matchup? Uh, you got Carolina right now, eight-point favorites. I, I'm going to go ahead. Carolina, 100%. Yeah. I think they cover, too. Carolina, for sure. Um, where to start these players? If you're starting a Carolina Panther, you're not starting a Houston Texan. If you're starting a Carolina Panther, they are not in your flex. I repeat, they are not in your flex. I've said it last week. I'm going to say it every single week until everyone understands it. I mean, I'm probably going to say it even when people don't understand it. Everyone needs a reminder. Do not play these players in your flex. Okay? Roster flexibility is the name of the game, especially in today's world. That's going to do it for us today, guys. Let's get the week three matchup off to a good start. Thank you all for listening. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social media account, all of our social media handles, all the links in the description of this. Justin, week three starting, man. Take us away. Take it away. All right, guys. It is the start of week three. We cannot be more excited. I'm so happy that we are in this, in it, man. We are in it. It is amazing. We appreciate y'all, all the love, all the support. Let's know how we're doing. Reach out to us. We got more content coming out later this week. Y'all be easy. Deuces.